Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Darcy Loma. Darcy is the creator of Thoughtfully Fit and founder and CEO of Darcy Loma Coaching and Consulting, a firm that specializes in solving organizations' people problems. Welcome, Darcy. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's so great to be here, Christina. Thank you. Well, you have an interesting background. We're kind of in the same space a little bit, so I'm excited to get to this topic. But before we do that, share a little bit about your background with our listeners. Well, I would love to. Thank you. Uh, so I have, I own a coaching and consulting firm and our whole mission is based around creating high performing people and teams. And we specialize in solving people problems and really helping people to overcome the hurdles that get in the way of being successful. And we do that through, we coach individuals and executives, teams and organizations, do a lot of keynote speaking training and workshops, and then also organization development consulting with firms who are looking to create an intentional and thoughtfully fit culture. I love it. Well, and so you mentioned thoughtfully fit, which is the topic. Uh, What is it? first? And then how can we become more thoughtfully fit? (laughs) Yes. Oh, thoughtfully fit is a leadership framework that I spent years researching and developing. And it is a model to help you be able to train for life, (laughs) train your mind, similar to how you train your body to be physically fit. And when you do, Every movement's easier in the same way. If you train your mind to be thoughtfully fit, your life and your relationships feel easier. It's not that there still won't be conflict and challenges and adversity, but you will be able to handle yourself thoughtfully in the moment so that you can then get back to doing what you do best instead of having to clean up the mess from, you know, overreacting and handling yourself poorly in the moment. Yeah. Well, now we hope that our listeners will go read the book so they can get the details, but can you give us a little bit of an overview on and maybe some strategies that we can use to become more thoughtfully fit? Oh, I would love to. So the model has, in in the research we did after coaching thousands of hours of, of clients, I'm a master certified coach and it's truly my passion. I started to notice that there were some themes that every client struggled with that they brought into coaching. And so fast forward through the, the long story of the research and, and uh, that process, we came up with and found that there are really six themes on what gets in the way of being high performing, six hurdles. Three of them are internal where we get in our own way and three are external where we have challenges in relationship with other people. And Thoughtfully Fit in the book goes through each of those six hurdles and it has uh, strategies and tools on how can you train and practice so when those hurdles come up in your life, you can handle them thoughtfully and get back to, to doing what you do best. And at the core, similar to if you're thoughtfully fit and you have, or excuse me, if you're physically fit and you have a strong core, you know, it doesn't matter what activity you're doing, whether it's a sport or going for a walk or uh, even just putting your own suitcase up in the in the bin in the airplane, you are stronger and, and less likely to get injured. In the same way, Thoughtfully Fit has a core. 
And it's three simple steps. And when you can train and engage your core, you can explore your choices in any situation and focus on what you control. And a lot of times when life is hard and things are tough, you feel like there are no choices and, and things are out of your control. So um, if you'd like, I can I can just quickly give those, those three simple oh, yes, steps please. as an immediate. Okay, perfect. So it, it's really simple, but not easy. Yeah. So step one is to pause. Step two is to think. And step three is to act. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that pause helps us with that emotional reaction that we're going through, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 It, it helps us and, and it gets us off of autopilot so that if we are having an emotional reaction, a lot of times we have a first thought. And that first thought will lead to our actions. And so you get an email and somebody is criticizing you. If your first thought is, what an idiot, and <laughs> you don't pause, all of a sudden you are pounding out a reply that mm, probably is going to add fuel to the fire and make things worse. And that pause is critical so that you can get off of autopilot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then tips for thinking, maybe? Yes. So the pause and the pause may be just a breath. It may be th three counting to three. It may be, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling a little bit triggered. I'm just going to go fill up my, my cup of coffee. I'll be right back. <laughs> so anything that can get you off of autopilot so that you can think and, and the think step is where you are asking yourself some thoughtful questions. And you're also raising your awareness on what your thoughts are. So when you get that email that's angry in the think, you can look at and ask yourself, is that thought sabotaging me or serving me? Mm. Ooh, okay, what an, what an idiot. That's probably a thought that's going to lead to sabotaging actions. And so in the think, you're able to slow it down, ask yourself some questions and say, how else might I reply to this that would move the conversation forward instead of creating more tension and making the other person feel defensive? Mm. And then that leads to step three, which is to act which, you know, based on the awareness you're having from pausing to think and slowing down just a little bit, you can then act thoughtfully. I like that. Yeah. And, and I can see how maybe many of us specialize in different areas. Like, like you and I think myself are in the act mode. We like to do, 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 <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So how do we counter, how do we counterbalance that if we like favor a certain area of this? <laughs> yeah. And, and you're right, Christina, there, everybody has a, a default uh -huh. that they do most naturally and that comes easiest to them. Um, and I, I'm hearing for you that the act is, is really easy <laughs> yeah. and that's not surprising. You've got this really great podcast and <laughs> you are probably really good at getting things done. And our strengths taken to the extreme can become a weakness, oh, right? Yeah. So you act, which is great. And if you act impulsively or act too quickly, that can create more problems. Same thing. Some people are really good at the pause. Yeah. That comes very naturally to them. But 
that strength taken to the extreme, that pause becomes a, you know, five hour Netflix binge, (laughs) where all of a sudden the pause means that they're avoiding and checking out the online sales at, at REI. And then the similar with the think. Some people are really good at thinking. And that critical analysis becomes analysis paralysis, where they come up with plans A and B, but also (laughs) C, D, E, and F, and they never quite pull the trigger. So they might pause and think, I need to have, I need to go have a tough conversation. I'm feeling frustrated and I can't just ignore it. But then they think, okay, what should I say? How should I say it? When should I say it? And they think and they think and they think. You have to do all three steps, right? (laughs) (laughs) So what is a way when you are maybe overusing one of them that you can, for lack of a term, counterbalance yourself or train yourself to get more comfortable in the other areas? Yes. And, and I love what you just said. You, you can train yourself. So with this core, if we just look at the core of the model, these three steps to pause, think, and act, you do them in order and wash, rinse, repeat. So <laughs> if you know that you are you have a tendency to pause too long, you might set yourself up and say, you know what, I'm just going to give myself 10 minutes. I'm setting my phone. I'm going to give myself 10 minutes to to pause. But then I'm going to go into that next phase of thinking and asking myself questions. And and if you are one who cycles in in the analysis paralysis, maybe you want to have an accountability partner and Mm. you say, okay, I know I need to have this tough conversation. I want to be prepared, but my default is to over-prepare and then never act. Um, can I can I loop back with you by the end of the week to let you know that I did have the conversation? Would you help hold me accountable? So there are ways that you can set yourself up for su- success, especially if you know what your challenge is, if you have that self-awareness. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it is, it's like, I love the way you also relate this to being an athlete, essentially, right? Or physically fit, because it is, it's about the training. It's about the physical training, the mental training and building our core. What about those, those internal and external areas we need to focus on? Yes. So it, the, the, there are three I'll just give the, the the highest level overview of the of the hurdles, sure. and th- these are what I go into in depth in the book. So, first hurdle obstacle that every almost every client brings in is there's so much to do I can't even think. Yeah, and that aligns with the thoughtfully fit practice of stillness, which is being able to quiet the mind. The second internal obstacle is. Uh, I don't always handle myself the way I'd like. (laughs) And that aligns with the thoughtfully fit practice of strength. And strength is being able to consciously choose how you show up in any situation. And that takes strength because sometimes it's a heavy lift to be able to self-manage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then the third internal obstacle, I have clients that come into coaching and they're stuck. 
I feel stuck. They're stuck in a job they don't love. They're stuck in a marriage that's no longer fulfilling. Clients get stuck. And that's tied to the Thoughtfully Fit practice of endurance, which is about being able to overcome those obstacles to get unstuck, to, to embrace that growth mindset. So, so let me pause before I go into the external because I feel like I'm talking too much and see if there's any comments about those internal hurdles. Oh, no, those are great. I especially love the growth mindset. That's one of the things I love to talk about. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that growth mindset, one quick strategy for people who are listening, you can just add the word yet. So you say, yeah. oh, I'm not a runner. Yeah. Growth mindset <laughs> is I'm not a runner yet. I could be if I chose to be. I'm not a public speaker. Yet. Oh, I love that. And that that can help you get over your, yeah, your obstacles. I love that. Okay. So, what are the external ones that we need to be aware of? Yep. So, clients who come into coaching, and I invite your listeners to think about if they struggle with this notion that my life, I'd be fine if only someone else were different, (laughs) that I could be happy. (laughs) If if only, I'm wondering, maybe that's a a laughter of knowing, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If if only my boss would smile when she walks in the door. If only my kids would just put the dishes in the dishwasher. If somebody would change I could be happy. That is tied to the thoughtfully fit practice of flexibility. And flexibility is being able to stretch to accept others just as they are. And if you can't accept somebody as they are, can you at least stretch to accept the fact that you can't change them? Yeah, that was that knowing laugh right there. (laughs) Good luck trying to change someone else. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. So then that next external obstacle, clients come in and say, ah, I have relationships that don't work. That's a main obstacle, whether it's personal or professional. And that aligns with the thoughtfully fit practice of balance. And balance is about being able to balance what do you want and need with what the other person wants and needs so that you can achieve alignment in that relationship. If you are over-functioning in the relationship, it's out of balance. If you're the one that's always acquiescing, saying, oh, it's fine, it's fine, that relationship for the short term might work, but for the long term, you're going to grow resentful. Yeah. So it's about being able to find that win-win. Yeah. And then the final external practice is I don't always handle myself well when I'm blindsided. Mm -hmm. So this ties to the practice of agility. And agility is in the moment when you're caught off guard and somebody criticizes you or attacks you, being able to respond effectively instead of reacting unconsciously. Ooh, you have any tips for that? Because I know some listeners are interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That is one where the pause becomes absolutely critical. Yeah. The core, the pause is important in anything, but that one, when you don't respond well, when you're blindsided, 
usually that means you are, you've gone unconscious and that knee jerk reaction creates more conflict. And so you need to, in that moment, do whatever you can do to pause. Now I've got a strategy that I use personally and that I, I, um, some of my clients use where if you, if you put your hand out, your left hand into, uh, like a, an L shape, almost like if you remember some, I know in in high school we used to do loser, right? Yeah. (laughs) You went right there. And then you take the thumb and forefinger from your right hand and just pinch your left hand in between your thumb and forefinger. That is something that you can do in the moment if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I just got caught off guard. I'm at risk of attacking back. I'm at risk of crying. I'm at risk of stonewalling. Whatever it is that your autopilot is, you can do that under the table. You can do that behind your back. That's also a reflexology point. And so that's going to immediately calm you down and remind you to pause mm. and think, How okay, what, how do I want to show up right now? Is this thought I'm having a feeling caught off guard and defensive and angry sabotaging me or serving me? If it's sabotaging me, don't act because a sabotaging thought leads to sabotaging actions, which of course your actions then lead to your results. Yes. And results that we're not too happy with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So if you, if there's a place in your life where you know your results you're getting aren't what you want, then we can reverse engineer it and take a look at what are your thoughts. Yeah. And if you're feeling overwhelmed uh, and, and you have no stillness, you can look at your thoughts and somebody asks you to volunteer, your thought might be, well, if I say no, they won't like me. Mm. Oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that thought is leading to your actions of always saying yes and not setting healthy boundaries and then feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Pausing to make sure you're, you're getting time to get back into that logical part of your brain <laughs> so you can yeah. think about it and respond. I love it. Personal agility, yeah. essentially. It is. It is. It is. Exactly. Yep. Now, any advice for, let's say, the listener out there that feels like they're already doing pretty good in, in all of those areas? Is there, Are there ways they can take it to the next level to be like, not just thoughtfully fit, but like a thoughtfully fit athlete or something? <laughs> yes. I mean, one of the reasons I, I I love this model and I developed it is because you can choose how far you want to go. So just like if you're physically fit, you might be a weekend warrior and you you go and you run, you know, three miles every weekend and go for a hike. But you also might be um, training to qualify for the Boston Marathon or you may be a you know, wanting to make the Olympic team, you get to choose where you want to go. It's all about choices and control. And so when you're thoughtfully fit, it may be that you say, gosh, I'm, I'm doing really well in, in, in these areas, stillness. Maybe I am. I've learned how to say no and set boundaries, but I'm not doing so well. And I want to turn the volume up and I want to go to that next level, like that marathon level. If I'm on the weekend warrior on balance, I want my relationships to really be just fulfilling. 
And what would that look like if I were to turn the volume up to be thoughtfully fit in all of my relationships? And you start to shine the light and say, well, gosh, yeah. there is that one coworker where <laughs> we don't, you know, we don't have active conflict, but I certainly don't have a, a strong relationship um, or mutual trust or respect. How, what would it look like if you went into that relationship and identified what you want and need and got curious about what they want and need, right? Like yeah. I, I noticed that we, we kind of coexist and I'd love to turn the volume up that we could actually rely on each other and have some collaboration and synergy. How does that sound for you? Mm, I like for, that. That's just an example. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always room to grow. And I also like that it, it's, uh, it sounds like it's also about focusing on where's my next growth opportunity instead of like, where are all of my growth opportunities? So it's not so overwhelming. Absolutely. You got it. And, and, and right. That's what sometimes I think when people feel stuck, it is because they're trying to fix and address everything all at once. And then it's just, um, paralyzing. Yes. So <laughs> your question is beautiful. Where's my next growth opportunity? Yeah. Nice. I love it. So obviously we want people to, to read Thoughtfully Fit so they can dive deep into these, these areas. But can you share a little bit about more about the book, uh, where they can get it and other products and or services that you have? Oh, yes. Thank you. So it's on all the, you know, you can get anywhere online where you, your local bookstore, Barnes and Noble or Amazon, it's on Audible and Kindle. Um, and if, and so if somebody is listening and saying, I might want this book, but I need, I need to know a little bit more. They can go to thoughtfullyfit.com and take a free quiz. There's an assessment. No, It's just two or three minutes and it will give you your biggest hurdle. Which of these six obstacles most gets in the way of your success? And then some specific strategies to overcome that hurdle. And so if you, and then if, if that might create some intrigue and you say, okay, I want to know more. Um, I, you know, the, 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 the book goes deeper into all six hurdles and how to build and engage your core. And then if anybody's interested in either individual coaching, life coaching, executive coaching, or want to bring me in to do a keynote, or speak to the book club, DarcyLoma.com is my website that outlines all of the services that our firm offers. Oh, excellent. We'll make sure both of those get into the episode description. Thank you. Sure. So we're at that part where you share your final piece of advice with our listeners. Yes. My final piece of advice is just like if you want to train to get physically fit, you start where you are. You don't say, okay, gosh, Saturday, I'm going to go do a marathon, <laughs> <laughs> right? Nope. You start where you are and you take yeah. the next step. You go buy some running shoes and you jog the, the, the four blocks to the neighbor's mailbox and walk home. <laughs> In the same way, I challenge your fans to practice pausing on the little stuff multiple times a day. This isn't like, oh, I'm going to pause once this month and, and, and engage my core any more than you could do 20 sit-ups once a month and have a strong core. <laughs> so when they're, you know, driving um, this afternoon to a meeting and somebody cuts them off in traffic, use every opportunity to pause and then think, okay, what an idiot. I can't believe it. And you're about ready to flip them off. And, and then you think, wait a minute. What do I what, what do I control here? What are my choices? Do I really want to give that energy away to that person? 
Is that thought sabotaging me or serving me? And then you might take a deep breath and say, you know what? Maybe they're late. Maybe, maybe their wife is pregnant. Maybe they are an idiot, but I'm not going to choose <laughs> to put any energy there. And then you act by smiling, waving them on and turning up the music and singing out loud. So my challenge and advice is start to train and practice engaging your core multiple times a day on the little stuff so that then when the big stuff happens and the big challenges happen, and I in my book, I outline a huge challenge that I went through in my life uh, when my husband was arrested and how this model helped me get through that. Wow. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I've started reading the book, listeners. I, you definitely have to read it. So just a little plug there. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, and thank you so much for joining us today, Darcy. It is a pleasure to be here, Christina. I'm so grateful for the invitation. If you'd like to learn more about Darcy, visit her websites at DarcyLoma.com and ThoughtfullyFit.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.